and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast, and Happy New Year! This is our first episode of 2022, and I don't know how you're feeling, but this new year, I definitely felt like a bit of pressure to have things figured out by, you know, a certain date. Because it's a new year, kind of like, no, what direction I'm going in and how my year is going to end up. But I found that the calendar turning from 2021 to 2022 did not just magically dissipate all of my things I was working through in 2021. You know, I'm still dealing with the same things. Um, So that's just my reminder to you that you don't have to have everything figured out by the start of the new year. It's just another week. It just happens to be the beginning of January, but that doesn't mean that you have to rush to figure everything out. You're allowed to take your time and take it at your own pace. So just wanted to share that with you. And I'm so excited for today's guest. It's a very, very special guest, Liliana Herrera. So I'll first tell you how I met Liliana. I actually met her while I was in Cusco in Peru a couple months ago during my solo trip. And I met her because I got a coca leaf reading from her. And if you don't know what the coca leaf is, it's very popular in Peru. It's a plant, it's just a leaf. It kind of looks like a bay leaf. And um, it's it was used in the Andes throughout millennia, throughout the pre-Inca time, the Incas, and currently, and it helps with altitude sickness, it helps with giving you energy, and it's popular with Americans, I guess, or it's popular from for other people because the coca leaf, something in cocaine is derived from the coca leaf, I don't even know. But it's not like cocaine at all, it's just a natural plant. And I did a coca leaf reading with Liliana, and I had never done a coca leaf reading before, obviously, didn't know what to expect. I, you know, was thinking of like tea leaf readings where you have the dregs at the end of the cup and then you interpret what the image looks like. But it was very different than that. She came with a parcel of coca leaves and we did some blessings and prayers to bless the leaves. And then I was able to ask the coca leaves questions, pretty much yes or no questions, was asking them where I should move, what I am going to do, uh, where I should work, all of those questions that I'm still ruminating and exploring on. And it was super helpful and interesting just how the leaf could, you know, help you. And so that was a really cool modality that I was really grateful to experience. And then really just connected with Lily. She has such a beautiful spirit and has had such vast life experience that I really wanted to bring her on the podcast and share a little bit more about her, her story and her philosophies, because she is currently training to become an Andean priest uh, in Andean Cosmovision. So give you a little bit more on her background. 
So Lily is originally from Cusco, Peru, and was born in a high Andean community. She is an Andean therapist, facilitator for retreats of sacred plants, and offers energetic alignments and oracle readings with the coca leaf, virtually or in person, in English and Spanish. She is the author of the book Children of Pachamama, which is a guide to self-awareness of human technology from the ancestral knowledge of the Andean Cosmovision. I'm really excited for you to hear this episode because Andean Cosmovision, I think, is so fascinating and it's an ancient ancestral practice, like I mentioned, but it's something that we don't hear a lot about in the West or in North America. And so introducing you to this new modality, this new way of looking at the world, um, and she's learned all of her knowledge from the maestros in Peru and the Shipibos of Peru, which is really just invaluable to be able to talk to someone like that who has done the work, who has done the training, who has studied with these ancient beliefs and practices. So we talk more about her work with ayahuasca. If you're considering you know, connecting with that plant, how would you know if attending an ayahuasca ceremony is right for you, the reasons why you might attend an ayahuasca ceremony, and then just her work with Andean Cosmovision and getting back to the truth of who we are as human beings and how you can be your own healer and how you actually don't need any of these modalities. You don't need these plants. You don't need any of this. You just need you. We also talk about the eagle condor prophecy, and she kind of tells us what that is from the Inca perspective, from the Andean Cosmovision perspective, which is really interesting because I've actually been hearing more and more about this eagle condor prophecy, and it it marks the change from the Pisces age into the Aquarian age. So we hear about how we're entering this new age, how we're in the Aquarian age, and it's kind of similar to how the Mayans predicted the calendars would end on 12-21-2012, which was my 18th birthday. And that was interesting to see how these ancient cultures, these ancient civilizations really predicted the future and just so special. I Even in Machu Picchu, they had, when I was in Machu Picchu, they had the Incas who built Machu Picchu there was like rock formations of the eagle and the condor. So those are just really big symbols for them. And I just love learning about these cultures, these civilizations, because they had so much wisdom and really used the plants to connect to nature, to connect to uh, universal wisdom. And I think we have a lot to learn from the Incas, from the Aztecs, from the Mayans, um, especially the way that they just revered the, the land and revered the sacred plants and really, you know, did so much more than we ever could. So I think you'll get a little taste of that in this episode today. Lily did tune in from Nicaragua when we were recording this episode, so you might hear a little bit of background noise, just some children playing around. She was like on this beautiful beach. So that's just the environment that you'll hear. So without further ado, let's enjoy this episode with Liliana. Well, hello, Liliana. Thank you so much for coming on the Creative Soul podcast. Thank you. Thank you, for uh, Leia, for inviting me for this uh, opportunity to share in exchange yes we so excited especially after our beautiful meeting and our coca leaf reading in Cusco which we'll definitely talk about in this conversation but first I wanted to ask you the question that I ask everyone when they come on and that is what is currently fueling your creative soul Mm. right now I'm following my heart right now I feel like I'm in alignment with my purpose of life 
No, and in the way that come from my heart um, with Andy and Cosmovision, knowledge, and knowledge from my ancestors that inspire me to um, to share with others, uh, to remember this knowledge, ancestral knowledge that was that is in the cosmos, but we forgot. Because nobody teaches us, no? When uh, we lost the culture, many times uh, we disconnect us from the roots. So what inspired me to follow my heart, my purpose of life in this present moment is to share this knowledge, to remember to everyone where we come from, who we are, mm-hmm. what we come to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Will you give us a little bit about like your background and your history and how kind of reconnecting to your ancestral knowledge, like how has that impacted you and connected to you to your ancestors and where you come from? Yeah, I have to start when I move on to live in Chile and that was 15 years ago and I was married 12, uh, for 12 years and I had my company of adventure tourism for 10 years. After uh, to broke up my relationship, I moved on to live in Peru. I sold my company and I passed through this spiritual awakening four years ago. And I started to work as a supervisor in a retreat center of Ayahuasca where I um, live it. And I share with um, communities or a culture of maestros or shamans, the Andean priests from the Queros community. That is a, a community that uh, of people that live at 4,500 meters above sea level. And they keep all this ancestral knowledge from the Incas time or actually before, you know, pre-Incas. And the Shipibos teach me to... Um, how to heal myself, uh, my body, uh, doing dietas, um, doing ayahuasca as well, but to recognize this inner world inside of me that showed me that everything and me and everybody is connected, no, through this inner world, through energy, through love, through your heart. When you close your eyes, no, it's all this universe or dimension connecting us with everything. So that was in the beginning my journey. And at the second year in Peru, I started to work as a facilitator in Peru and in Costa Rica and learning a little bit more and also taking a little bit of uh, ayahuasca during the ceremonies that that was a beautiful way to learn to be connected with the maestra at the same time of the maestro uh, during the ceremonies and when I couldn't use my sense my five sense I all closed my eyes and I could I was able to see uh, profound what is going on with the people you not know, to help them and hold the space in a better way and then I was uh, Living with my family was a beautiful discovery and to accept them uh, during the quarantine time. And we heal a lot uh, as a family. 
in these circumstances. But after that, when the borders or the airplanes and the airports was open, I went to the jungle to do a dieta of three months. I spent four months in the jungle and I learned from two maestros. One not was the really good one, but I learned from, from him a lot about to con be connected with my intuition. And also during this time, I was living in a cabin where I, for first time in my life, I discovered that this Liliana that I thought I that was me, not was me, was my, my family or my mom or my dad and some reactions and also thinking how the system one that I think from um, I was child, you know, from my school, Catholic school and mm -hmm. the countries that I live in. And, and it was so superficial. Uh, so during my first month of dieta, and that was a hard in the sense that I faced it all my life. I was crying a lot, no, cleaning, no, removing all that memories of suffering. And finally, I decided to burn this Liliana in a ceremony of ayahuasca with love, actually, with so much love and gratitude for everything that she showed me and, and everything that I learned from every experience. And from that moment, I decided to reconnect with the essence of me, you know, this, this person or this woman that is kind, is lovely. She wants to help and she want to have fun. She want to um, discover. She, she respects a lot of the ancestral knowledge and she has a lot of love to give, not just to others, to her as well and mm. and many wisdom actually inside of me that I discovered so I started to accept it but uh, I felt like a little bit lost without roots not um, understanding who I am really are so at that time uh, I took my second classes of uh, Andean Cosmovision and Andean Cosmovision teach me during that moment that where I come from as a human being, for example, no, como I explain you how was created the human being, how was created the universe from a perspective of our ancestors, but that this knowledge was sharing the generation through generations. So um, many of that information, uh, it's possible to be connected with scientific studies right now. And yeah, and then this Andean Cosmovision for first time uh, teach me or allow me to understand that we we have three dimension inside of us, our mind, spirit, and body, and all these three dimension need to be fit, nourishing. You no, know? um, there is another one, the fourth dimension that is outside of our own universe and need to be fit as well. You no, know? help your family, help. Um, others, your brothers and sisters. And uh, this is a principle as well of the universe. I learned from the seven principles of laws of the universe that are many more. 
and each one of these laws uh, is divided in many dimensions as well, but uh, these, these seven are the most important. Also, I learned that, and I accept myself like these two, uh, about the duality, but these two energies, no feminine energy, masculine energy that is, are governing in the physical dimension. No? As a spirit, we don't need to um, interact with the feminine energy because uh, as a spirit, we don't have uh, any gender. Mm. But uh, in this physical dimension, we, we use these two energies to procreate. And the feminine energy help you to materialize and masculine energy help you to manifest and with when you use both, you create. Um, and also I learned to connect with my purpose of life through a meditation of five minutes and it's possible. The Andean Cosmovision tell you that everything is inside of you. This three dimension that I was talking in a mind uh, dimension or uh, it's a storage of all the knowledge of our ancestors. So we keep it in our DNA. Um, through meditation, we can connect with all that information. So uh, we can read the books, but also we can connect with uh, all this knowledge, you no know, wisdom that is already inside. Mm. Uh, and it was, to me, walking through this part of evolution, uh, remembering the technology of the human being and that we are divine at the same time we are a physic you no know, we have a physic body but we we come here to experience a divine existence yeah. and uh, and i'm happy to finally for first time in my life i can say that i'm happy right here right now to to live to experience this life, to be in this planet. Um, yeah, this, uh, this was my journey. <laughs> wow, it's so beautiful to hear just the amount of work that you put in. I mean, seven years, you know, attending ayahuasca and working with the plan and working with the maestros and, and then kind of it culminating into this journey of you, of you, like witnessing the ego death and that that at like its most pinnacle form and just how that's transformed you and I'm I'm curious to hear like what initially led you to working with ayahuasca rather than you know another healing modality what like what kind of led you to start there and, and what do you think she really gave you in order to continue onward well uh, my dad is shaman um, in my first ayahuasca ceremony was when I was 15 years old and and I remember that from that moment I used to drink ayahuasca once per year because to me it was a deepest cleansing you know, of, of all your stress life or maybe the things that you are eating so to me it was um, healing but uh, in this way, you know, to, to clean your body, to clean your energy, to go back to your center. And when I moved to live in to Chile, I used to come to Peru every year to drink ayahuasca once per year. Wow. Um, and you said your dad was a shaman? 
Yes. Wow. Yes. Cool. He actually he has a, a ayahuasca retreat in Cusco. Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's working actually with the Shipibos, with Keros, and uh, yeah, I learned so much from him. Uh, this experience helped me to understand working in a retreat centers uh, that I see many people as me, that they go back every year mm. um, looking for the healing. And the process of healing, as I experienced, is a long process. And I understand from my um, experience, my own perspective, that when you are doing a retreat, it's not the most hard part. The most hard part is after the retreat, because mm-hmm. during the retreat, you will receive a lot of help from the shipibos, know that they are giving to you the 50% of, of the work to healing. And another 50% is, is, is about your, your decision, no, and, and take uh, this medicine as a, as a medicine and not like a drug, no, and respect the spirit as well. So mm-hmm. you, you will receive a lot of healing, but from my own perspective, the deepest healing is when you start to heal yourself by yourself. Mm. When you start to learn or integrate the retreat, because during the retreat, you learned that through love, forgiveness, compassion, you can remove many ideas or traumas or situations hard situation you know, that creates suffer, suffering in your life. Mm. Uh, but this is not just for the retreat. It's como they gave you these tools, but the truth is that you must to use it. You must use it for after the retreat, during your whole life. Uh, so the process to heal can take Four years, three years, but it's a process where where you are healing all the time. And this is something that I learned from the Andean perspective, Andean Cosmovision, that they said that there is a illness, a spiritual illness, physical illness, and mental illness. And most of the problems or the 90% of the illness come from the mind, come from the ideas, come from the experience. Uh, that experience is attached in your unconscious level and most of the time it's during your uh, childhood so create these ideas that is inside of you and you don't recognize most of the time or you don't remember create uh, again and again and again reality and circumstances in your life that bring in the same um, situations so the it's universe is trying trying to to show you to to release to forgive to understand so this is another thing that i learned from the andean cosmovision that we use the mind sometimes to think too much in the future or too much in the past but the mind uh, need to understand and this is the tool that we don't really use properly no more yeah. We are always thinking, thinking. And um, when we think, we lose more energy than doing exercise. 
Wow. <laughs> so to me, the most important thing is that you can receive help during a retreat from a ship peoples, a maestros, other maestros, from all the people that work in the retreats. It's a beautiful experience. I recommend to everyone, but that they take their times also to to clean their bodies, you know, to do that proper diet before to do in a retreat, but also to integrate all the experience of the retreat after the retreat in order to take tools uh, that will help the person to heal during whole his life or her life. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I've, I've heard about people talking about ayahuasca saying like, you should only really, you know, drink her if she calls you like, you know, wait for the call. And so for people listening, how would you know if ayahuasca is calling you? Like, how would you know if taking this plant and, and using this medicine is something that would be right for you? Interesting question. I was, I met a girl, um, Como two, three days ago, and she was asking me for something similar. She wants to take ayahuasca. She don't really know if she need it. Mm. Uh, so she's trying another uh, break work, meditation, yoga, other tools. But the question, uh, when I asked her, why you think that it's important or it's necessary for you to take ayahuasca, she said, well, I have uh, many questions and I don't know if uh, um, the ayahuasca will answer me all of that or I have to just focus on one. And I remember that one day I have a guest during a retreat center and he had uh, many questions. So we write it, all these questions. In the end, uh, we found that he needed heal self-love no he didn't know what is self-love so he wanted to do this he wanted to do that and many things but everything was like a one thing um self-love mm-hmm. self-recognition self take care and self-awareness yeah no so, many questions but one answer <laughs> Yeah, that was the thing. And I saw many people drinking ayahuasca, but you can ask to your heart always. There is many medicine and the most powerful is the love. Mm. But uh, if if it's hard for you doing by yourself, you can do it in a retreat center. You can do ayahuasca ceremonies. I recommend you three in the beginning two three not just one because mm. of the time they were the first one is just to heal your body physical body to clean your body and the second one will be a good experience because uh, you will really experience uh, the divine it's not always like this but uh, most of the time i saw these patterns you know that the experience and the third one yeah it's like uh, just to say thank you very much and it's come a moment of gratitude and more uh, intimacy with the ayahuasca wow. uh, but if someone wanna take ayahuasca they need to feel well it's 
beautiful to to manifest you know but also to your heart close your eyes and connect with your heart say hi i have a question this ayahuasca retreat will help me and what do you want to heal um the ayahuasca to me is to heal the body if you want to really remove some energetic stock um in your body heal something will help you a lot if you want to remove ideas or trauma traumas uh, also also recommended for people that smoke a lot of weed mm. uh, but also i recommend to all the time uh, work uh, together like a, in a deepest connection with the maestro the shipibo because the shipibo will sing in to you the right ikaro ikaro is song as a prayer mm. uh, that is start to healing um, your body you know can align your chakras can clean uh, or take uh, ideas from your mind and clean it or uh, I saw many times people that is they smoke a lot of weed that after three sessions they don't want to smoke anymore for mm. example I, I saw many life changing and with ayahuasca, but it's important to know what you really want to heal. And everybody knows, everybody knows. Even if you said, no, I don't know, you don't, you know. Mm. It's just take your time to write it, to close your eyes and be honest with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm wondering if you've ever been like scared to participate in an ayahuasca ceremony do you feel scared no i mean i sat in one ceremony last year and i was definitely scared because i didn't know what to expect and even now like thinking if i want to do it again um yeah, I, I, I feel like I would have fear come up. Like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what she's going to show me. I don't know if it'll be really hard or what will happen. So I'm wondering if you've, if that's normal to feel scared or if, if I don't know. Yeah, it's completely normal. But uh, the, to feel scared also can be the resistance, no? So resistant. And uh, if it's a resistance, just come on. Um, relax and uh, be open heart, open mind, yeah. and trust in the process. That mm -hmm. is something that we always said to the people, and also do it with a lot of respect. That will help you to be in tune uh, with the medicine, so the medicine will be able to help you in a beautiful way. Because mm. sometimes when the people resist a lot, uh, it's hard. It's hard for them. It's hard because uh, you need to open your heart. You need to open your mind to receive you know, uh, the wisdom, the knowledge, the healing. Um, but our resistance can be, can be a limit to our evolution or our healing. So be aware if you don't feel good in, in an of the environment, or if you don't, if you're scared because you have a lot of expectations, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, definitely feel like resistance is part of it. I love hearing about your relationship with ayahuasca and how she's kind of helped you. But I know that we connected because we did a coca leaf reading, which was super cool. And for those people listening, like I didn't know what that was or what that meant. But essentially, you brought coca leaves and we kind of prayed and gave our gratitude and thanks to the plant. And then I was able to ask the plant specific questions and then based how they were laying, laying about on the ground, you kind of interpreted them as a reading. And so I'd love to hear like how you got involved doing those kind of readings and how you learned and created a relationship with coca leaves and what that's kind of given you. Okay, sweet. Well, um, I, after this experience in the jungle, mm-hmm. I decided to take um, these classes of, it's like a training of three years mm-hmm. to become an Andean priest. So uh, the first year, they teach us to heal ourselves and others to become a healer. But I will finish my third year as Andean priest. That means that I will be able to uh, manage energy, my energy and the energy of environment. No, but not like a black magic. It's a, it's pure love. It's true love. It's true to connect or create connection, deepest connection. As as you met someone, no, it will become your best friend. You create this relationship with the nature, with the moon, with the sun. Because they, as us, uh, they have a mind, spirit, and body. Mm. And as they have a spirit, we can connect with them through our heart. As they have a mind, they have a lot of knowledge, information, storage inside of that body. So in the Andean world, they teach us that the coca leaves has a spirit, mind, and body as well. And inside of this coca leaf, uh, you storage a lot of nutrients, the kind of nutrients, micronutrients, actually. So in the Andean world, uh, our ancestors said, this coca leaf or this leaf is so important for our culture because help us to build all these beautiful constructions or buildings like Machu Picchu mm-hmm. because it uh, was the basis of our dieta or diet because mm-hmm. uh, we didn't eat a lot of vegetables or fruits in the Andes because don't grow but we created like a lot of uh, this more superfood quinoa kiwi kind of different kind of corns different kind of potatoes and we ate alpaca, you know, in that time, when, I mean, 500 years ago or more. And part of our dieta was the coca leaves. Mm. So the, when we eat the coca leaves and we, we absorb these 80 nutrients, you no, know, and also we felt a strong will help you to be more, uh, more awake mm. and also in a ritualistic um, way to use it, this coca leaf is related to the communication because uh, we see each other 
during at night on a ritual to talk and share the coca leaves, no, to talk with our family, our community, and take decisions. So she was present in our most important moments of our daily life, you know. So we respect this spirit, and as a, she represented communication, we use also to as oracle, as a tarot to to ask her about travel, about health, uh, family, about love, our job, you know, and she tells you what is better for you in order to take decisions because uh, we understand in the Andean world that there is many, many um, possibilities, many, not just one or two, so are many, but if you are connected with your heart and looking for an uh, answer, Mm-hmm. You can ask to the coca leaves, no? And in the Andean world, we use a lot of for health to, mm-hmm. to understand what is going on in our body, why I feel this pain, or and the coca leaf tell you, uh, for example, if you have any illness in your body, will show you and why, uh, how was created that illness. And the healer will t- tell you, okay, you need to heal in this way. Like uh, you need a shower, a specific one with flowers and to clean your energy and then uh, move this illness in energetic level as well. But they're also removing that idea that create that illness. Mm-hmm. So it's the way that we, we heal people, no? not just taking pills or just for a moment. Uh, giving some healing but not a cure or it's important to cure as well in the mind so I use coca leaves for my rituals as well in Halparikui we open the sacred space before to a coca leaf reading before uh, any actually ritual uh, calling the four directions, the great father, the great mother with the coca leaves. And uh, we offer these coca leaves also to these great spirits because uh, we understand that we don't heal the person. It's the higher spirit or highest consciousness that are there that we are calling with these coca leaves that they come to us. Uh, actually, the coca leaves is a higher consciousness as well. She's connected with the with the um, with the mother, with the great mother. Mm-hmm. Um, that she, the great mother in the Andean cosmovision, she keep all the knowledge. So we understand that we, if you have a more connection with the mother, more level of consciousness, wow. as the animal, as the plants, you no. Know, um, and we lost that. You no, know? we we need to go back to to have a root to grow our roots, you know, deep, to grow as a piece of big trees and with flowers and fruit and share, you know. Mm, It's a part of evolution that they talk, it's kind of a tree. (laughs) That's so beautiful. And that makes me, maybe you were talking about this, but will you talk a little bit about the condor eagle prophecy and kind of how that relates to today? Oh, yeah, we... The condor prophecy, well, we call Inkari, actually. Inkari, it's the time that we are living right now. The Andean Cosmovision, as every other culture, sorry, 
They understand that the times, there is many times, so in the cosmos, that is related with this sign, horoscope sign. Oh yeah, the horoscopes, yeah. We are living right now in Aquarius time. So Aquarius will be here for a period of 2,600 something years. And this period is divided in four, as the four elements as well, four directions. So every period of each one is represented for 500 something years. So we pass Pachakutik and Inkari, Pachakutik and Inkari to finish this time. Each 500 years uh, of Pachakutik, for example, that represent the darkness, 500 years of darkness, we will leave that. This period of time, because the mind or the spirit or the body need to pass throughout in order to find the light or recognize the light. Uh, It's how our ancestors interpreted the the times and the the planet. So after these 500 years of Pachakuti, we leave the Inkari. Inkari time is the time of the light. Uh, it's time of devolution. It's time to to integrate all the darkness to make that this light, you no, know, uh, grow in the planet. Mm-hmm. So we are living in this time right now. Wow. Uh, that. Yeah. So they said that it's a new time, and it's necessary all this darkness in order to push us to looking for the light. And the Inkari prophecy talk about the, the condor and the eagle, no? that is this time where the eagle that represents the mind need to be connected with the condor uh, that represents the heart or the leader or the, um, also the knowledge. No, but the ancestral one of the leader, no, because the condor um, in the Andean world it's, it's related to the leader because the condor will left that the family eat first before to him because he's taking care of you know, the community, he's taking care of the family. So, in the Andean world, real leader is someone that will take care that the brothers and sisters with less uh, level of consciousness, they rise their consciousness. And uh, they explain also the ego, because the ego is developed the, um, the mind. That is okay, you know, it's, it's not yeah. about ego, it's about to creativity. So we are living in a technology times. My maestro said scientific or science without spiritual uh, will not work because the mind can limit your evolution. But yeah. if you, your mind and connect with your heart and connect with the spirit, you will find many other laws mm. in the universe. No, it's, it's vast, it's infinite. Yeah. And That's... when they set the ego with the condor, it's this union through the mind and the heart. Mm. that the mind is not something bad the mind uh, we need to know how to use it you know if we allow the mind to take decision for us we are not managed 
our life are if you take your decision from your heart by thinking you know, using your mind to understand we will take always decision for our highest good and the highest good of others mm. so we will balance mm. and this is that we missed or lost no yes we definitely have to go back to thank you for sharing that because i yeah i was interested to hear more about it and i just think it's such a fascinating lens of looking at our today times because i know people talk about you know how we're entering a new earth but to really connect it back to the ancestral knowledge like you were talking about that you know of incas and pre-incas and the andean world is just really interesting to see like how they knew what was going to happen before we even did so it's just really cool and i know you're in the process of writing a book about andean cosmovision and about your work and so will you talk a little bit more about what your book is about and what it's been like in the process of writing your book yeah well thank you very much i um i already have one year and almost half writing this book i write it two times before this is my third time third edition and in the beginning i wrote this book as a manual of our human technology so i put uh, all the instructions of uh, meditations how to connect with your inner world your physical body your energetic field, how to feed it, how to wave more awareness to create your life as a ritual, putting intentions because most of the time we eat and it's like a most survivor and we don't, we are not really live, living. You know, we come here to experience, but also to have fun, to enjoy, to live with joy, you know? Yes. And, um, but when I, I started to sell this book the first time, the people told me, oh, but how this exercise, meditations and all the things that you put in this book will help me. So when I, I write a second book, I, um, I put some information like a scientific studies, but no, it was enough. The people start to tell me, no, we need to know how was your experience with these meditations and practices. And, and so I start to, in this time, in this third edition, to talk about my experience doing these practices. No, como waking in the morning and practice the kunai wayuyaimana, that means uh, feed your energy. You know, doing one practice, a spiritual practice that can be whatever that you want, but it will fit um, your spiritual being. And like a, you can hug yourself and say, I love you in the morning to go to, out and say hi to the sun and do sun gazing, I think is the name meditation or a prayer or talk with God or talk with your body, whatever that you want, but that help you to feel the love. You no, know, with the love we feed that spirit. And the other action uh, during the day, doing exercise, because uh, your body don't do exercise will lose elasticity and flexibility. And mm. uh, yeah, your body needs to be moving, not to um, como carry yeah. heavy things, 
things but uh just in movement and you can dance and you can do yoga you can run you can bike whatever that you want even if you give five minutes to your body to do an exercise but yeah. you are helping to your body you know to to be in this uh mode of health because we born our body is created to heal by itself yeah. but we need to help you know to with the movements also we will move the energy of the kundalini and we will create more hormones you no know, uh, to become more happy and yeah adrenaline and it's uh, it's health and the other one is the mind start your day thinking and what you will learn today what you want to learn so it's not just about to watch something in youtube or something in or reading a book uh, looking for a tutorials or something like that also is to exchange with the nature for example one day i i wake up and and i said oh today i would like to see a, a shape in the um, galaxy and the milky way the same one that my ancestors saw because uh, i hear that they saw uh, llamas pumas frogs monkeys uh, hummingbirds and but i wanted to see that you no know, through myself and i remember that was at night that day at 9 p.m and we start to walk to going back to home and we passed through this black place that there isn't light. And this idea or this asking or petition was come to my mind again and said, oh, remember what you asked this morning? And look at, at the sky. And I, I saw it like a baby llama with a mama llama. Oh my and the God. galaxy, you know, it's como... When you are connected with your heart and you are connected with the cosmos and you say hi to the sun, you say hi to the moon, mm -hmm. you are living with all the um, existence, no? And you are not alone. You don't feel alone. And your body, your mind will interact all the time. It's interacting already, but when we are aware, we can do by the way that we want, no? And I remember the other day I said, I would like to experience the paradise, uh, what what means or how it, it is to live in a paradise. Mm. And I remember that I was, I broke up with my boyfriend, and, but I have to go to see him, to see his friend. And, and that day was the most beautiful day in my life with him. And we go back and I was going to paradise all the time. And he invited me to beautiful places like, wow, it's sunny views. And, and he told me what I want to hear. And wow, it was como a dream, no, in, in this wow. life. And I love that. Yeah, it's so beautiful what just simple intention can do. And it, what you're talking about, like engaging with the world around us, because I think that because of technology and just the way our society is set up, we really do live our lives like very narrow and very small because we're kind of just in our own minds or relating to each other, but really just disconnected from nature and disconnected from the larger world outside of us. But I was actually just reading this book called The Spell of a Sensuous. It's about like connecting with the animate world, which includes 
the wind, it includes the birds, it includes the trees, it includes everything. And so as I was like sitting here in Costa Rica, I was sitting by the pool and looking up at looking up at the sky and it's like a family of four birds flew by. And I'm like, they live a whole different, like that's a whole different world that I know nothing about, but it's, it's all there, like living with you. And then you, then you see the ocean and it's like, how much life is underneath there that we're not even aware of. And like all these micro and macro cosmos of the universe, all that's existing just here on planet earth. So it's like, how much is even going on in the greater universe? So it's just, it blows your mind really how big our world is and how we are not alone because you know, we're surrounded by life. We're surrounded by energetic beings 24 seven. So I don't know. It's just really cool. Even like last night I had a mosquito in my room and I was thinking about how that's a little life. Like that's a little being and you don't normally think about it, but it's like, if we're all connected, then, then we're all connected. So yeah, I, I just love that you brought this up and how that relates to your book. Cause that's something that I was really thinking about too, that I don't think we're really taught to be aware of. You have to kind of, you know, to practice to keep engaging and keep your awareness open. Yeah, I learned that. I throw this practicing. I learned to be more connected with the water. So I arrived here in Nicaragua and uh, I already noticed that this island that uh, was in front of me in the middle of this lake has uh, these energies, no como two volcanoes. Uh, one has a water and another fire, no? Come on, the four elements is uh, two uh, fire and wind, masculine and uh, earth and water and feminine. So I noticed wow. that forces of the harmony, you no, know, the balance, uh, feminine and masculine energies. And I went to leave my three coca leaves, you no, know, to ask permission to the land, to the country, to the Pachamama of the place. And I also introduced myself and wow, many beautiful things happened after that. And I feel like I'm at home. And mm. also the Andean word said that if you want to be connected with the space, um, he's, he's the soil. Because uh, it's not that you are just giving a love, you no know, sharing a love. It's also that the, the chemics of the soil will send information from your lips to your brain wow. and as we have in our dna it's all this information about many parts of the world probably that our ancestors come from or they walk it walking um, our body will instantly uh, connect with the weather or the um, chemics or or the environment of the place and will help you to be more available to live in that place. Wow, you know? that's fascinating. I've never heard yeah. that before. I love that. So wherever you are, go kiss the ground, literally. That is so cool. I, yeah, I haven't kissed the ground yet in Costa Rica, but now I definitely will. I'm like imagining myself just like bowing to the ocean and kissing the sand. But yeah. as we're wrapping up, one thing I do love to share is creative resources. And so I'm curious... If there's any, you know, if people are interested in learning more about Andean Cosmovision or about, yeah, the Andean world and how they can really start to use that philosophy to connect with themselves and their version of spirituality, 
Is there any resource or book that you would recommend that, you know, someone could use to get, to help them get started? Yeah, many people ask me, but it's, to me, it's difficult uh, to recommend something because most of the things that I really, are, I already learned from, is from a maestros. Mm. But I can recommend, and even if you read, uh, I think it will happen the same of me that I didn't understand because you understand the spirituality thing. Things uh, it's difficult, so I can share my experience. But if you don't have your own experience, you will never understand. You yeah. can read it, but yeah. it's superficial. No, it's more. Right now, I write in this book that uh, talk about the seven principles, the nine level of consciousness in this physical world, how we interact with the feminine and masculine energies. I talk about the three cosmic families that we are part of it. And uh, also how the people or the family of the human beings uh, work it. Uh, they can be super spiritual. They can work from their, their minds from their truths or uh, they can be a little bit lost mm. but uh, the Andean world always to, uh, remember you go back to your center go back to your center every time no go back to your heart and start to listen your heart um, and my book talk about that in the first and the second uh, level of evolution so the second level of evolution, we start to live as a human beings. The first one is the seed that um, live in a survival mode. But I think to me, helped me a lot to reconnect with this human being and walk the third level of evolution that is become a healer. But when you heal yourself and you heal someone, you can say, I'm a healer, no? After that, it's difficult. You need to heal yourself or start to heal yourself and pass through this process. It's, it's important and not just allow that the people or someone else heal you. It's good in the, in the beginning, but not um, be dependent, codependent of this healing. No? We need to learn how to heal ourselves. And this is part of to be aware of the awareness of the consciousness and also you will grow, you know, you will develop your consciousness. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, I have another project to hear doing in Spanish, but I will translate it probably. I think it's possible. Wow. Uh, and talking about telling tales, but uh, of the Andean world, like the golden house that uh, how to discover your purpose of life or the pachacuti colibri or hummingbird as well that is oh. that talk about the mind and the heart and or the puma tale that talk about this dim physical dimension how to take care and this. so yeah. uh, in our ancestor time in many cultures around the planet they share you know, these tales uh, Wow. to uh, next generation. So this is another project that I'm doing, but also I'm offering cocalypse readings and chakras alignment or energy alignment uh, that help you to heal the sacred feminine energy and masculine energy. And I'm sharing a little bit more during these uh, therapies uh, of the seven principles. 
how work the human beings, the three cosmic families, and uh, yeah, whatever that they really need. And also I offer a meditation to um, reconnect with your uh, purpose of life. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Liliana. It was such a pleasure meeting you and I'm just so glad we finally got to do this. So I'm really excited. Thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for, yeah, invite me for this invitation. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leia Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul. Thank you.